Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today, we played Halo Infinite. And Halo is here, so jump on into the Xbox Drive. Ball! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan, I have to admit, every once in a while, I do the intro in various like parts of the road, parts of the city, and I just pulled up to somebody who's like looking directly at me, and I was, I felt a little, a little off on the intro. But hopefully, people get the point. You know what I mean? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I mean, I can't, I, I figured you were just rattled because last week was the ve- the very first episode we'd ever done in like 200 plus episodes of the show where we didn't start the show with me saying hello, Sean Capri. And then I just mm. went off on this random tangent about you do- using tales in the <laughs> intro twice in two weeks. And I just yeah. couldn't believe my ears, Sean. I we're going to talk more ears. about, we're going to talk more about tales, man. We're in a, we're in, we live in a society, Ryan. We live in a time right now where Halo is the hotness and Tales is also the hotness. Uh, I played an indie game that I don't think I'm going to talk too much about, but it gave me a whole bunch of Chivo points, man. It's, it's a good time to be alive, my friend. For sure, my friend. Well, of course, as we start every show, we got to clean the garage a little bit because there's some stuff in there. If you like what we do <laughs> and you want to support the show, of course, you can subscribe to us right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Capri. We put up a video version of the show every single Thursday morning. If you want to see our beautiful faces there, go check us out there. You can also subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice, whether it's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on all the things. So check us out there as well. We also have an Apple Podcast review to read in just a second. By the way, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. And last but not least, of course, you get early access and exclusive content over on patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Throw a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content and you're good to go there. So <laughs> also, Sean, we have a controller. You away, say but- that better than anybody else, my friend. You do the Patreon pitch better than anybody in, in podcasts. You put a tip in the tip jar and out comes content is the greatest thing. So kudos to you, my friend. It just rolls off the tongue. It's, it's like so a vending good. machine, but for it content, is. Sean. Who doesn't love a good old vending machine? And it doesn't get ever, it never gets stuck. You know, you yeah. never have to like put in another dollar and then two come out. Like that's not, although that could be fun and satisfying for some people. Sometimes. I work on that. Sometimes. Also, we have a controller to give away in just oh, yeah. one second. I'm ready. Um, I'm telling you, oh, you're ready to do it now? Let's, I'm ready. let's do it now then because mm-hmm. I would rather get it out of the way while you're pulled over. So Sean... We have the Space Jam controller, the Goon Squad controller that we're giving away right now. And uh, we've been holding a contest for a while. We finally hit the Apple podcast requirements to give it away. So, Sean, do us the honors. Let's give away this controller. Okay, I have loaded up all of the names for everybody who's left a review on Apple Podcasts from all of the different territories. Uh, more, shout out to Morris who, who reached out to me and says, I can't leave one on Apple, so here's a review. He, he emailed it to me. Morris, you are in here, I promise you. You're all in here. There's a, there's a, you, watch the video for the live spinning of this. This is happening right now. So I'm hitting the button, and it's going, and let me see. I'm going to read it, and then I'll show the screen. And it's spinning, and it, this is actually quite a long spin. Does it know what's on a podcast right here? And the winner is going to be tough oh my god for real okay look at the screen everybody the winner is g f s u g x h t d g j j c s f j k b b if that's you email us at the xbox drive at gmail.com or leave a comment on the youtube uh, video reach out to us you have one week mr or miss or whoever g f s etc 
I don't know what to make of this. You haven't made it very easy for us, I've got to say. But, you know, just yeah. given the rules that I set out, I had this coming, Ryan Turford. I had. I this was going to say, like, I don't even know. I don't think we think we've even read that uh, review yet. So I don't uh, know. There you go. I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll also, I'll also post this in the Discord as well. Um, so, so if you're on yep. our Discord as well, the Unkybreed Discord, you can also let us know there if this is you. This could and, be uh, anybody, we'll though. Like, how do we even, like, verify? This is yeah. going to be tricky. I'm not going to lie. This is my live reaction to this situation. We'll find out. I guess we'll find out. I mean, the thing is with Apple Podcasts, too, they, they work with, like, when you do a review, you have to put a name in there. But if it's already been taken by someone else that exists in the world, then you can't leave the review. And you have we, to may, up. we may have to redraw. I'm not going to lie. We may be redrawing for this one. Unless there is some sort of way for people to, like, I don't know, send a screenshot of their Apple account or something like that. We're going to be rigorous with this one, everybody. Okay? So, so stay tuned. We're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, speaking of Apple Podcasts, John, we got an <laughs> Apple Podcast review to read. Oh, nice. Which I just mentioned. This mm-hmm. is this is coming to us from, uh, speaking of names that get taken, Greg is Taken is the name of the reviewer <laughs> this time around. Ah, that's amazing. Um, Greg is Taken. Of, I didn't think of it that way. Uh, this Greg was also in the draw, by the way. I added, I added Greg last minute. That's good. So Greg is Taken's uh, title of his review is Xbox Drive is Great. And he says, great hosts with incredible energy. Not a week goes by without me catching their show. It completes me. Let it complete you Aww. as well. P.S. <gasps> no Wire. console war garbage. Just passionate about games and his coffee. And I think a moose is somehow involved, but I'm unsure about the last one. <laughs> we haven't talked about the moose in a while. Like I scream it every week, a man on the moose, Ryan Turford. But like, Ryan, what, what is the deal with the moose? What's the status of the moose? Well, like, you know, what, like maybe talk like the Game Moose podcast is where you come from, really, is why yeah. you are a man on the moose. Well, I mean, we wanted to come set up with the the most Canadian podcast name of all time. That's true. For our also that. podcast. So we we kind of pulled the the, the moose out of out, out of thin air essentially when we were thinking about you know iconic Canadian things, especially because it was going to be part of the talk moose family of podcasts but we only mm. ever actually ended up doing one podcast a game moose, game moose yeah. podcast. um and that ran for three years uh, and that's how i ended up on this show so there that's you go that's, that's, Ryan. Where, that's where the man of the moose came from because you know it all goes back to those days back when yeah. sean met me in person as part of the the game moose podcast and we did a uh for fans of we the gamer cast we did a crossover episode where we did we the gamer cast cross game moose and we did this whole thing it was great so. It was great. Yeah, we had lots of nice cross. So look at that. You just never know what's going to happen. And dude, we're like a month away. I'll be seeing you in person very soon. So people can stay tuned for, I'm sure, some sort of content that we will totally have planned in, in advance. <laughs> we'll find so something. We'll, we'll find together. something. But, mm-hmm. but reminders to everyone, of course, that uh, October 22nd weekend, mark it on your calendars. If you live in Canada, we'll be hitting yep. uh, up Fan <laughs> Expo Canada in Toronto. So if you want to come meet us or hang out, you know, we'll be there. So mm-hmm. there you go. It's open to people who don't live in Canada as well. We just assume that if you're in Canada, you'll be closer. But it's yeah. quite far for me, actually. You know, Canada is a big place. So yeah. Toronto area, big time. I would love to see people. It's great. I'm double vaxxed. Hopefully everybody else is as well. We can we can hug. I'm, I'm a hugger, you know, especially mm-hmm. in person. We can eat ramen together and play games. Whatever, man. Well, the venue itself actually requires double vaccination. There you go. The Ontario laws here. So you will love actually it. have to be double vaxxed to attend. I'm That's down. how this works. So there you go. Anyways, enough about all that, Sean. Let's get all into right. the show proper. Let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist because I'm ready to talk about games with you. Let's um, do it. 
Sean, what'd you play this week, my friend? Ryan, I, well, this is one of the things, um, you know, we save it for the pod. You know where I'm at with Tales of Arise. I continue yep. on. I can't tell, though. Uh, I thought I was at a certain sort of, like, percentage throughout the game. I just hit a point where it's, like, a pretty, I guess, kind of typical now here's really what's happening kind of twist, right? Yep. And now the wool has been pulled from over my eye, so to speak. Um, and I'm just absolutely, I think, <laughs> head over heels in love with this game, my friend. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how much more to really say about it. I think maybe saving it for a full-on review. But I, this is the game that I, I just, I don't even think about what I'm going to be playing next. I fire up my Xbox and Tales of Arise is the one and it's just a it's just a gorgeous game. I love the relationships that are budding between these characters, and the um, the combat is kind of unfolding as well as I'm adding more and more characters to my party, and I'm getting more abilities, and the the I can I can string together more and more of my art abilities, so mm-hmm. or arts. So I'm having a, a lot of fun with it. I think I'm somewhere into the 24 25 hour range, and um, I think. I'm actually halfway through is kind of what I'm imagining in my mind. I thought I was further along until this, what recently happened. It makes it seem like I've just like turned the 50% corner. What do you think? So I know where you are because we talked off about this. In fact, I'm actually pretty sure you're farther than what you told me last night, but I feel like you're actually farther than you think. You're actually probably about two thirds of the way through the game. Okay. Okay. At this point, because I only thought, yeah, Sean, just so you know, I am at the final boss right now. Oh, I was snap. literally playing it right before we started recording. Um, even though I had told you on Saturday, I had, had made it to the final area of the game. Um, I wanted to go back and do a lot of the side content. I wanted to find all the owls and mm-hmm. you know, do a lot of the stuff oh, first. Oh my God, kind the of, owls. There's yeah. a royal owl family in this game and you find these like hidden little owls that give you cute little accessories for your characters to wear. It is like so nonsensical and unnecessary and somehow it fits and I love it. Dude, mm-hmm. the fat little owls, I don't even understand how they float or fly I just love, or like, when you find them, they're wearing the accessories on them, and they look super <laughs> exactly. goofy. Exactly! They look awesome! <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's so good. And I'm at that point, too, where, like, there's a mystery that is, at least in part, and, and more so than at any other point in the game, like, the mystery is, is starting to be revealed. And I'm, I will say, as I'm on my journey with this game, before I kind of render my final verdict, like, I kind of liked not knowing you know, like what, what the mystery was. I liked the journey of kind of making things up as, I think we may have skipped over this part. This, this has the absolute trope of main character in anime game has amnesia, doesn't remember anything about his past or anything like that. So that is coming clear and really changes at least the part of the game that I'm on. I'm curious how things will, uh, will rectify themselves from here on out, but I am on pins and needles edge of my seat. I can't wait to see what happens next all of those things, like exactly what I want out of a game. Just lots of surprises, but still familiar. I'm just, I'm head over heels with Tales of Arise, man. It's really good. Yeah. And with me, like this is easily probably the best game I've played this year. At this I'm point. with like, you. Barring mm-hmm. like the final boss fight falling apart and then like the ending, like being terrible. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready pretty much to give it the crown of the favorite, the best game I've played so far in 2021, at least until the fall season, of course, is ahead of us. And mm-hmm. we know a lot of big games are coming out soon. So maybe it will get rested from that pedestal. But so far, honestly, it's the though, for me, n- narrative is so, so it's so strong. Like I am like actually close fisted. People should watch the video. I am so excited. Just thinking about this narrative, every area, the politics that are involved, the, the, you think this is happening, but actually something else is happening and the way that they do it in a way that 
it isn't so anime cliche. Like there's something, <laughs> there's something amiss in every area. You know something is wrong, and then what it is catches you off guard. It makes sense too. Like I think that's another thing I should throw in here is that I'm following <laughs> the story, which isn't always the case with some of these games. I'm I'm t- totally flabbergasted by it all, man. I love every area. Some some people who are friends. Maybe they're your friends. You don't know. Maybe they're enemies. Maybe enemies are friends. I don't know. It's so good, dude. I can't wait to talk in a more kind of final state with you on it. And and of course, this demands spoiler cast kind of kind of territory, yeah. man. We've got to talk about all the things because it's one of those games that you almost want to start a book club about. You just, I just need to talk about it. Like this is one of those. I I just need to. I am compelled to chatter about it. So here we are. I'm Especially not, like if our Discord chats are any indication, Sean, you know, this is a game that we need to talk about oh my in a more spoilery sense, which is why yes. like, I'm kind of, I'm being a little more reserved in talking about it just because I know we're going to have a, a much deeper conversation about it. So you are, and you're good about that with me. About that, um, mm-hmm. then we'll definitely have that in the future once, you know, we've beaten the game as well as, you know, Matt over on the PlayStation drive. Cause we're going to try and do Big like time. A, have all, all three of us in a room together talking about this. So love it, man. There you Old go. Crap. Tales of rise is there, but Sean, we also played something else. What did we play? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, also that Halo, that that Halo Infinite. Yes, we played it. It's coming out later on this year, Ryan. It's been a big deal. Um, I didn't see Craig, but yeah, you and I played, uh, and many of us played that uh, Halo Infinite. um, Like, what are we calling it? A technical test, a pre-flight. Yeah, technical alpha flight, essentially. Yeah, calling it. So a lot of four on four different modes. We played some capture the flag, some Slayer. Slayer. Um, yeah, and dude, overall impressions are just rock solid. Honestly, like I don't know what they what they could have done to just completely like blow me away in terms of like a multiplayer beta. I don't know if that's ever really existed, but I jumped in, had no issues. It worked, which is one of the things you and I kind of talked about having maybe some concerns about, you know, people's first impressions and things. Um, it worked. It looks great, and I played it on my Series X and my Series S and no problems there uh, between the two. So I would, I'm really interested to see or hear about how it runs on the original Xbox one, because of course this is the, the, um, the one that we point to when thinking about cross generation games, but I just had a great time. And then my only regret is that it was limited to four V four and we couldn't have like custom parties or anything like that because Mm -hmm. everybody's jazzed about it. Everybody's really excited. Um, It feels great. I think the sound effects in particular are one of the things that jump out to me is like the guns sound great. The, the, that sound you get when you kill an enemy sounds awesome. I love when you hit uh, the various areas of the body of your enemies, like it lights up. So it kind of trains you a little bit. Like you're hitting the head. That's all very satisfying. The map design is really, really good in a way that, um, I don't know how else to describe it other than to say that it it is intuitive. A lot of times when I play games like Call of Duty or especially like a Battlefield, I've got to play those maps over and over and over before I start to memorize them or understand like what areas are better to be in or what the flow of it all is. Like I understood those very, very quickly. And that's not a, I don't think that is a carryover from other Halo games necessarily as much as it is just me really just jiving with this game overall, man. But I'm I'm rambling. Like where were you at with this game? So the, th- the problem is I barely got any time to play this because oh, okay. the win- all the windows for playing with other players were yeah, very like limited. Because, well, essentially what ends up happening is because they did um, two different three hour windows. The problem mm-hmm. was the first window started when I started work for the day. 
every day right. that it was running. And then yeah. the last window, I basically had an hour after I was done work to play. So yeah. um, I really only got in the hour that we played on Saturday. And then yeah. that was that was really it for my time with the, the Halo test. Um, but I did, to your points, I actually had a lot of fun with it as, as well. Like, again, the map design in particular made mm-hmm. a lot of sense because, again, these were all new maps. These weren't maps from yes. the previous Halo games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they still made sense for our brains, uh, especially with uh, how we're used to older Halo maps from playing, right. you know, Halo 2 and 3 so often. A lot. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it really reminded me of playing some of those old Halo games and the map design really reminded me of that. Um, but again, it was four on four play, yep. so we didn't get any vehicles or anything like that or getting yep. the, the bigger battle stuff that we're more used to seeing in when we do like Halo 2 or Halo 3 on Halo Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did really enjoy the hour that we played it. I just want to play more of it at this point. That's that's totally. what I'm excited for. I did, I did jump into, even though I should, I, I quote unquote, should have been playing Tails, but they had one final round on Sunday evening and I chose Halo. Like, I think that does say a lot about my experience with it. I didn't stream it. I just jumped on. Um, I, I played quietly with uh, our good friend, Mitch Power, who uh, I partied up with him for a little bit. And um, dude, I just wanted to play more of it. They did a really interesting thing. They gave some like in-game currency so you could go try out some of the customizations. You could buy the battle pass. Uh, I think they're just testing all that out. And that seemed to work. Um, I'm really interested to jump into that a little bit more. And yeah, I just, I think that's, like I said, that's the test. I, I played until they shut the servers off. So I can't wait to do that again. I did what? Tw- 12 on 12 big team battle coming up as I'm yep. sure we're going to talk about very soon here, but I think that's probably it for me on the halo infinite front. Just can't wait for more my friend. Yeah, like again, I think we're both like got that little taste that we need to know yeah. that the multiplayer for Halo Infinite, I think, barring like some kind of massive problem when the game comes out, is going to be a big hit at least oh, among oh. us in our community. So I forgot, I forgot. There's a couple things I wanted to chat about. One of them, like some of the power ups you can get. There's one where you can kind of like knock people away, and that's getting some great clips around the internet. You can punch somebody, and they just kind of like fly away. You can send them off a cliff or anything. Um, but the one thing that I actually don't like, as glowing as I am about it, is the slide. The slide mm. feels weird. You're sprinting. You hit B or whatever it is, and the, and it it seems like a jump and then slide. Like it doesn't seem like you just like instantly hit the ground. So not very smooth on that. I don't know what the rationale or or maybe a benefit to that could be. Uh, But that jumped out at me as kind of just not feeling as good as the rest of the game definitely, definitely does. Makes sense. And uh, also, I got to throw it out there as well. Needler's my favorite gun from from Needler's good in this man because it, it was is devastating. OP. It felt yep. so powerful. Mm-hmm. So and I, that's where the Needler should be, Sean. It should be one of the best guns. <laughs> I don't know. Halo. I don't know about that. The pulse. <laughs> what is it? The pulse something. Pulse. The pulse uh, rifle. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's just a little like pistol kind of thing that you 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 power up and then it gets rid of somebody's shield. Oh, the plasma pistol. Plasma pistol. Thank you. Um, yeah. That that feels OP, but that's always been that way. Um, mm-hmm. Assault rifle, I think, probably feels a little more powerful than it should, but also I was glad for that because I, I didn't always have, like, I didn't always know where the, the next weapon was going to be. And also where the weapons come, there's the heavy weapons, like there's the big ones like rocket launchers and things, they'll have a timer. But there's other places where other weapons you can find, they don't have a timer. And I would like those to also have some sort of like indication or more more obvious of when is that coming back. Right now you'll see like a blue or red kind of faded weapon and you know it's coming back you just don't know how soon so mm-hmm. there for sure those All are right. my mental bullet points on this one 
Makes sense. All right. Last thing I want to mention real quick before we get into the breaking news. I also played the Castlevania Advance Collection. Oh, week, nice. Which um, was re- stealth released during the Nintendo um, Direct on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, everyone knows from listening to the show, because I've talked about it a bunch of times, I'm a big Castlevania fan. I love yep. Metroidvanias in particular. And the Castlevania Advance Collection is pretty awesome. So it's the three Game Boy Advance Castlevania games. So um, Harmony of uh, Dissonance and... Um, Aria of Sorrow, uh, as well as Circle of the Moon, as well as the Super Nintendo version of Dracula X, which is not a great port of Rondo of Blood, which was originally on the Turbo Graphics, but that's another story. Um, I really love this collection, though. I feel like Konami Aww. did not screw it up. They nice. did a great job putting this all together. You can play all the different versions of the games from each territory. So if mm-hmm. you want to play the Japanese versions of these games, you can, although it'd be really hard to play them because there's a lot of uh, story and text uh, in yeah. these games because um, they are kind of the evolution of uh, Symphony of the Night, the Castlevania game that was on PlayStation 1 that is on Xbox Live Arcade now, mm-hmm. um, which and essentially rather than continuing that series forward on home consoles, they continue it forward on the portable consoles, so on Game Boy Advance and then DS with a, a three other titles that we don't have yet. Um, mm-hmm. But this collection overall really solid for, for 20 bucks. Like hmm. there's a lot of game here and it's awesome. So I highly recommend people check it out. If you like Metroidvanias, if you like Castlevania, but you've never played these games before, especially from an Xbox audience, maybe you didn't own a Game Boy Advance back in the day, or even now where these games are actually like pretty expensive for the cartridges. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend checking this, this uh, collection out because it's really well done. We got to, you know, tip my hat to Konami for actually doing a pretty good job with the game. Going forward. Can you imagine if they do like a Capcom-esque kind of comeback? Like, and it's sort of like the same model of going back to the back catalog, remastering some stuff. You know, it's kind of like, it, it's hard to imagine now, but like Capcom was not in great shape a number of years mm-hmm. ago. So that'd be cool for Konami as well. They got a good catalog, dude. Yeah, I mean, they've got, they got so many IPs, they're pretty much just sitting on exactly. the that they could, they could make a pretty big impact. You're correct. So yeah. I have a question, d- though, d- and I don't know if this, is a, if this hit the notes. You mentioned one of the games in this collection is Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. Now, is that not one of the games that you can get for free with your Xbox Live Games with Gold uh, subscription? Uh, no, that's Harmony of Despair. The different oh, game. good God. <laughs> I thought I would I be know. so good with my memory, but that's just a, that's just silliness. Do you know why? The real question is, Sean, do you understand why they called it Castlevania Harmony of Despair? The, no. Like, look at the two letters, because it's Castlevania HD. Huh? Oh, See what I did there? get out. <laughs> yeah, because it was the first, like, it was the first Castlevania game that was on Xbox Live Arcade. So that's why they did that. Congratulations, oh, that's Sean. A, You've solved yeah. the puzzle. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like something I would do as a joke, and then it just, oh, wow, okay. Well, it reminds me of all the, the Nintendo DS games that would happen, that we'd get all the time, where they would be, like, the name of the game, and then the subtitle would be would be DNS-related, like um, Resident Evil Dual Strike, for example. Like, that happened I didn't. I never put that together. That is, that's sad. And Anyways, I'm slamming the brakes on this conversation, right. Sean. I need it's a drink It's time anyways. for some breaking all news. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so first up, obviously, returning to the Halo news. This weekend's Halo Infinite test flight is featuring 12v12 Big Team Battle, which we just talked about. However, they actually announced this week that it will be open to all Xbox owners. No invite needed. You also don't need Xbox Live Gold Oh, hi there. This. Can I please get a large coffee with two Splenda and also a large Diet Coke? That is all. Thank you, Ryan. Even as I was saying coffee, I meant decaf, but we're going coffee today. We're going caffeinated, man. It's National Coffee Day. Did I mention it was National Coffee Day? It's National Coffee Day today. I mean, I know now. I mean, it, I know you know now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So, 
Anyways, anyone who, who wants to join the Halo yep. Infinite test flight this weekend is able to do so, regardless of if you're a Halo Insider or anything like that. You can Thank just you. join. Um, it's free to join. Just All you have to do is install the client from the Xbox Insider app, um, yeah, and you're good to go tricky. for this weekend. And if you don't have that Insider app, you just got to go on the store and just search for Xbox Insider app. And you should be able to just get it right there. It's free to yep. the download and all that good stuff. So, and there's also instructions on the tweet that I linked in the show notes as well. So if you need instructions on how to do that, go ahead and install it that way. But we actually got a question about the test flight and about Halo Infinite oh. on Discord from Jedi Master Ren. And nice. he asked the question, hey guys, as someone who hasn't played Halo rigorously, I will say that this last test flight may have just turned me on into a full-fledged fan of Thank Halo. Thank you. What was the best match moment during y'all's time with the flight this weekend? So, Sean, do you have a best moment? Just because, again, with the limited time I had, I don't think there was a moment that I had that was really amazing or great, or I don't think I did anything out of the the order, but what about you, Sean? I feel like there's probably at least a couple clips I was calling for while playing uh, with friends, but one of the the memorable ones that instantly comes to mind when the question comes up is, uh, the first time that I got like a triple kill, was was the moment that like things started to click for me and and this happens actually with a lot of multiplayer games that I end up kind of going the distance on is when I start to believe in myself and like mm-hmm. I can actually play this game and that that was it for me was uh, just a quick triple kill and it happens every once in a while in in various matches too where things aren't going so well and, and I just can't seem to get a flow going and that's kind of it but. Yeah, I hmm. I think I got knocked off of the map once, and even though I would like to be doing that to other people, it uh, it was definitely a memorable part of it. Going like, what what did it even use? Like, what was that thing? And discovering all of that stuff is is the thing that comes to mind for me for sure. Makes sense. Yeah. As for me, I didn't really have many moments like that. I didn't really get knocked off the cliff or anything like that. Like I didn't even know that was a thing until after I started to see kind of the videos kind of popping up mm-hmm. afterwards. But I just remember just having a lot of fun. And for me, like, again, there wasn't really like a standout memory, but I don't know. I just, the time I had with it was just really fun. And it was, you know really what? Bad bit did this thing with the harpoon where you can use the harpoon to like grab onto somebody else and, mm-hmm. you know, come together. And then he used the gravity hammer to smash them. So it wasn't even something that I did. I'm like, that is awesome, dude. Like, people are going to have so much fun with, like, the physics part of this, I think, is really going to be another layer to how much fun this can be. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I didn't even get a chance to try out that equipment. Like, I couldn't find it on the map anywhere. So um, I'm hoping maybe we see that more in the kind of the big team battle maps because they'll be rife with exploration. So I'm interested Mm -hmm. to see how that that tech is going to play into things, especially because there's people uh, posting videos on on Twitter that I saw as well, kind of like swinging around the map like Spider-Man, which was yeah. kind of ridiculous. It's like amazing. Building the building, which is cool. So, yeah. Even I'm the modes, like what's, what's the, the, like, the, it's like a domination. I can't remember what it's called, where you kind of have the control domination. points. Um, yeah, that that's really cool. And you can, like, if you play that strategically, it's super fun. You have everybody kind of moving from one point to the next. That's always good. I had a couple moments where we just had like a, okay, I'm going to this point, you go to that point. That's just classic old school halo you know mm-hmm. working together and and you know killing enemies super fun For sure. i'm glad tpr was, was that tpr had the question no, it was uh, Jedi Master Red. Oh, Jedi Master, I'm sorry. Um, that's so cool to hear that people are trying it for the first time and kind of like being won over by this. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, community out there, we will be playing on Saturday again. Yep. 12v12. So um, we want to try and get 12 people in to play on our team. Hopefully mm-hmm. it'll work. Hopefully that you can actually make a 12-person party. We're going to find out this weekend, Sean. That's right. The hype is ready. All right. 
Next news story came to us this morning, which is interesting. Dolby Vision support is now available for over a hundred current gen titles, as well as support mm. for over a thousand backwards compatible titles as well on Xbox Series X and S. Not only that, but Xbox Series X and S is the very first console to actually support this feature for any of their games. So before we get into this um, talk proper, I want to bring in Court Laurent who actually had a question. So Clark Arand on Twitter um, with his name asked the question, does the addition of Dolby Vision along with already having Atmos move the needles for gamers or are these features more uh, future-proofing? So Sean, I actually Mm. don't have a TV that supports Dolby Vision at all. Like I didn't really spring for a TV that that supports that feature. So I am the wrong person to ask about this. Yeah, like I don't know to be honest, enough about Dolby Vision to really be able to answer this question. Um, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people talk it up and say it, it looks, it makes, you know, games with HDR look incredible. But at the same time, I haven't really done enough personal research to be able to really, you know, touch on Court's question or or even measure how big of a deal this is. To me, it, I, if, if, I think it's more future-proofing just because I think, especially as someone who just bought a new TV last week, like a TV that just came out this year yeah. and it doesn't have this feature. Oh, um, really? I do think it is more future-proofing that maybe in the future, this is a feature that you're going to see a lot more. But what do you think about this, John? Well, I have to look. I'm actually currently looking at one, and there, there's like a Dolby Vision IQ. I don't know if that's different. I'm going to put a shout-out to anybody who knows. I've got a LG uh, NanoCell TV that I've been playing this on, so I'll be interested to see if I can turn this on for me. I think this is... Like it, it kind of creates a nice marriage for people who do have the latest tech that they can kind of go and they can try out um, what their their displays are going to do for them. And this is the place to do it. I think there is an audience for that, like people who will always be looking for that next thing. And it's great that it happens here on Xbox because, you know, early adopters can come over to Xbox and do that. And then eventually, yeah, to the future proofing point, um, that's just, that will become the standard. Like, I don't think that it'll even be a special thing in, you know, four or five years. Uh, it's interesting that it's an exclusive thing on Xbox. I actually think this might be like a, some sort of deal that was worked out, um, where this, you'll only find it on Xbox for at least a certain point of time. Um, I don't know if that's worthwhile (laughs) necessarily. Um, but yeah, of course this is, this, this creates a space for people who care about that sort of thing to, to go find at least a focused way to, to go about and do it. So I'm curious to see if I can check it out. I'd love to do a bit of a turn it on and off comparison kind of thing. So I could speak to it a little bit more personally, you know? Yeah, I think this is something that, especially since we know kind of it's in place now um, and we could go try it, that I think um, it's definitely something you can definitely go try now. Um, now yeah. It's out there and kind of go from there. Um, and, and, I do and, and, actually look real quick and it does say that most LG nano cell TVs do have that feature. That's what so I thought. You probably do. Yeah, I think that I do. I'll check it out for sure. And um, I had another point. I've completely lost it, though. I was going to jump in. Damn it. I did distract you a little bit. No, Sean. that's it's my own fault because I'm a I'm a dumb dumb idiot. Yeah, but I will still go back to my previous point that, about this though. I do think that this is probably more future proving. Like again, I, this feature is starting to roll oh. out to more and more TVs. Yeah. as time goes on, so um, it's not that's a super widely accepted feature. But I imagine that you know down the road. There's there's going to be a good reason why they they've got the support in there, and I think it's going to yeah. Happen. You triggered my memory. Thank you. Um, and that's the the sort of issue overall with HDR is that the, it isn't standardized. And if anybody's going to go ahead and do it, it, then let's get Dolby to do it. It's sort of like the old 
THX, you know, approved or certified kind of thing. Like let's let's have that for HDR because it's especially for computer monitors and displays. It's all over the map. So that's that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to as Dolby Vision maybe becomes a standard for visuals, sort of like it does is same with a uh, Dolby Surround or Dolby Digital for or DTS for for audio. We need that for the visuals as well, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, next news story. Also a very surprising news story because this game is coming to Game Pass, but it's also on PlayStation Now, so it's interesting because we don't really see that that often. Mm. Marvel's Avengers is officially coming to Xbox Game Pass on September 30th. So the day that you're actually listening to this, if you're um, not listening on Patreon early, um, this is actually available right now. By the time you're listening to this, it will be there. So if you haven't played Mm -hmm. Marvel's Avengers, of course, everything's going to be there. All the the free content they've added over time, including the uh, Wakanda expansion that just came out recently that I thought was, you know, okay. Um, But Mm -hmm. the main game itself... For those that haven't played Avengers yet, um, I think the campaign is still really good and still well worth playing. So folks at home, if you've never played it, I think this is going to be a good opportunity to check the game out. And honestly, I'm surprised this is a move that didn't happen sooner. Like this is something yeah. that I think really could have helped out the player base for this game because I, it's really been dwindling and hurting for a while. Like we, mm-hmm. got, we saw a little bit of a surge when the Wakanda stuff came out, but then it kind of very sharply dropped off again. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see how many people are going to be jumping into Avengers now that it's on Game Pass. I know you haven't played Avengers though, Sean, but at the same time, I know you already own the game, so it's not so much yeah. that this is really going to trigger <laughs> you maybe in jumping in, but um, what do you think about this move? Man, it's such a, you hit the nail on the head. This should have happened earlier. It's great that it's in Game Pass. It opens it up to however many millions of people are subscribing there, all those things. But the timing of it, man, it's like, I guess this is for the people who aren't going to be buying any of the slew of amazing games that are coming out already, you know, like we're, we're, and maybe we'll chat about this, like what the upcoming schedule is like, but I've got no time for Marvel. I'm really excited for, like, I continue to play this. I'm going to be playing Halo. Far Cry is coming out very soon. Like, I just don't know if now was the right time. They had an opening where maybe they could have really locked me in for a little bit longer, but I might. Like, it does bring it back on my radar, but you're right. Like, me personally, I already had it, and I haven't jumped into it just yet, and I haven't been, like, compelled to for a variety of reasons. I could end up playing this, you know, January, February of next year and regret not having jumped in earlier, but I'm just at the point where, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just hasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, And I do think that the... I I wonder what the the narrative on this afterwards is going to be like. Did did Game Pass do what it's supposed to do in terms of bringing numbers to to a game? And I just don't think that you can read completely into the result here because I think it might be set up to fail again with this game. It just that's the that's the theme with this game. It's like oh, just a miss of a decision. It should have been at X time, maybe June or July, something like that, instead of September as. People are a little bit distracted with everything else that's going on. Well, this actually leads me into something that I actually forgot to put on the dock because I forgot this actually was a story a couple days ago. But Crystal Dynamics is the developer of Marvel's oh, yeah. Avengers. <laughs> that's but they also announced this week that they are also partnering with um, the initiative to co-develop Perfect Dark. Yes. I, dude, before we started recording, I'm like, why do I feel like there was big Xbox news and I can't think of what it was? That is it. That should have been our... <laughs> Lead story. Holy crap. Crystal Dynamics. Yes. Partnering up with Initiative. What are you, what are your, I don't think you and I have chatted about this at all. 
yeah, we really haven't. So first of all, with this announcement, it was just <laughs> in a random tweet yeah. and they didn't really release a lot of information about mm-hmm. this. So even though it says they're partnering with them now, it's a possibility that Crystal Dynamics might have been working on this with the with Xbox for a while. That's and they true. Not have you know announced like disclosed that information until now for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, but I also think it's odd timing. Yeah, Marvel's Avengers comes to Game Pass literally mm-hmm. like the day after they announced like make mm-hmm. this announcement. Like it's odd to me that it's, it doesn't. It feels like more than just a coincidence. Yeah. Um. And I know. And this isn't me. Um, my kind of ideas, I was listening to another podcast about this, but I was actually listening to, um, something that, that Nate, the hate was actually talking about. Um, and he was mentioning that, um, he believes what's happening with this scenario is that, um, Square Enix is essentially lending crystal dynamics to Microsoft. Um, obviously they're getting something out of it too, cause they're paying for kind of um, Crystal Dynamics to kind of jo- like help out with the game, yeah. But I th- he thinks that they might actually be having them work with Microsoft, maybe t- as a possible scenario where they might acquire Crystal Dynamics yeah. from Square Enix when the game is developed. It's agreed. Open. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, like it, it, it might be them kind of trying out this scenario to see if you know they're a good fit for Microsoft. And I think yeah, there's more to it than just you know them just coming in on as a support studio because it's not very often that companies announce what support studios. Help out, help out with their games, especially yeah. because even uh, like bigger studios help out as support studios all the time on a lot yes. of other games. Like th- th- this isn't especially Nintendo, especially, especially on Nintendo. the Nintendo side. Yeah, you see that a lot. And it, you're right. Like it's not like anybody's it, you, you almost never see an announcement for it. It's just it is what it is. Maybe part of it, Ryan, is just them getting ahead of maybe some speculation where you see people who are on the Crystal Dynamics team maybe talking about it or maybe uh, they put on their, their LinkedIn, they're working on Perfect Dark or whatever it is. You know, that that type of information tends to get out and could lead to some wild speculation. And that's, that might be the reason for the announcement itself. And also the timing of the announcement was like under the shadow of the Nintendo Direct, I felt. You know, it wasn't like a, a big news story. It was just kind of like, they got to get this out here. And it actually gained, I would say, like a lot of traction, a lot of speculation from various people. <laughs> Even the stuff that you kind of mentioned leads to or maybe speaks to the, uh, the speculation on that front. And I, I'm here for it, man. Um, I think if this was something that they had announced earlier or that this was kind of the intent, then maybe that I don't I see some people worried about the state of perfect dark. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. I don't think that no, this, I was going to say, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying they're worried about perfect dark yeah. because of this, but I personally don't feel that's the case because I agree. I, I, like I, I just knowing like how Nintendo operates or someone like we talked about this on the RPG cave a lot, but just knowing the history of RPGs and how many RPGs have like a bunch of bigger studios, you know, working alongside uh, mm-hmm. like Square Enix as an example to make those RPGs happen, you know, you know, eases my fears with, with an answer. Right. Like well, and one of my favorite games of the last generation was the rise of the Tomb Raider. Like, mm-hmm. I love that game. Like really like, and I, and I look to that more so than, really anything since from Crystal Dynamics as uh, the partnership with Xbox and the the potential quality of the game. I love that game quite a lot, actually. So if that's... And I don't know, maybe that's the the, the carryover with Lara Croft and maybe Joanna Dark. Like, I don't know if there's something to be said there about reinventing a character. Actually, there totally is. I kind of accidentally... I accidentally, like, stumbled upon that point. That's my... That is my thesis of my excitement for for this, is they did such a great job with Lara, and and a similar thing needs to be done, and and a treatment needs to be done, a care and love and execution for Joanna Dark. That's... that's the reason. I love it. 
I'm actually even more that, excited now. But I kind of wanted to circle this back to Avengers because, oh yeah, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I feel like there's a really good game inside Avengers, and it's all the live service elements that kill it. Yeah, for me. like that's mm-hmm. what kills that game for me. This and and why I think the campaign is so great because the campaign up until pretty much the end ignores all that stuff. And I yep. think it's fantastic. It's well-written. It's yep. well-executed. The level design's great. And I love the way they kind of implemented those characters into their campaign. So I definitely think like, you know, Crystal Dynamics is not over the hill. I think they're still yeah, that same well talented developer that did Rise of the Tomb Raider. It just happens to be that they allowed the live service stuff to kind of muck up mm-hmm. what could have been an amazing event uh, experience with Avengers. So nice. Um, yeah, I think that, going forward, I think they're going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a great fit. And I'm curious to know what's going to happen, you know, after perfect dark comes out, uh, with, with Microsoft, you know, working with crystal dynamics on with this, who knows, maybe they help out with more stuff later. Yeah. Microsoft, but well, I'm glad we chatted about it, man. I'm feeling much better about it. Me too. I'm glad I remembered because I had completely forgot this was a news story as we were putting the the show notes together. (laughs) It's Um, so funny. (laughs) Like I thought there was something big, but yeah, let's go on with the show anyways. All good. All right. Next news story is all about Battlefield 2042's open beta dates. They were revealed. Uh, Early access to the open beta starts on October 6th for those who pre-ordered the game or EA Play members, which includes us Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate members. So we'll be able to jump in on October 6th. Everyone else can jump in on October 9th or sorry, October 8th. And then the beta runs until October 9th. So Mm -hmm. you basically have one day to play it if you uh, didn't pre-order the game or if you are not a Game Pass Ultimate member. But for us, we're going to be able to have a chance to try this out on the 6th, which I'm excited to try this again. Battlefield is not really a game that's super high on my radar, but maybe I want to give this game a chance and at least, you know, try it out and see if it's fun. So I will try it alongside you, Ryan Turford. It's going to be after my my verdict is fairly rendered on, on Halo, but at least it's not the same weekend, you know? Yeah, exactly. Also, it's weird because it starts uh, like literally next Wednesday, the, the Wednesday we record this, and then yeah. it runs until the Saturday. So it's not even the whole weekend, which is perfect. Again, yeah, nicely Saturday. done, EA. Mm-hmm. Good job. All right. <laughs> Last job. news story um, is one that we usually don't do too often, but we wanted to do games with gold for October. We're, yeah, we're this is a Ryan Turford edition. We're bringing out this old chestnut. Um, so they announced <laughs> the new games with gold. Chestnut. The reason we wanted to bring this up, though, is because there's actually pretty good games in here. So mm-hmm. um, on October 1st, you get access to Arrow as well as Castlevania Harmony of Despair. There it um, is. Arrow, I don't actually know anything about it. It's a game that exists. But Castlevania Harmony of Despair was a multiplayer uh, Castlevania game with up to six players. That was an Xbox Live Arcade title where you play oh. various characters from the Castlevania series. And it's actually an okay game. It's not amazing, oh. but it was a pretty good game. <laughs> well, when oh. I say okay, Sean, I mean like seven or eights, I would say. Okay, it's, it's I mean, good. that sounds that sounds interesting. Actually, I didn't know that about it, so I'm glad you mentioned it. That Arrow game looks pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if you ever played like Race the Sun uh, on, on PlayStation. A very, very cool looking game. I, I think it's actually a little bit more action oriented than that, but similar look. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you like colored lighting, then you're, then you're good with this game. Yeah. So Donnie that's what Reese, I know about there that There you one. go. Exactly. That's true. Actually, good <laughs> point. Mm-hmm. And then on October 16th, we get Hover, which is another game I don't know too much about, but then also Resident Evil Code Veronica X on, on the same date, which is a port of the Dreamcast slash yeah. PS2 Resident Evil game, uh, which is still a really fun game today, although it does have tank controls. So bear that in nice. mind going into it. Uh, but beyond that, it's still a really good horror game. And uh, if you're a Resident Evil fan and you've never played it, 
I mean, this is going to be a good chance to check it out, especially because the backwards compatible stu- uh, version, they had some uh, improvements to the, some of the visuals and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it doesn't look like a current game. It looks like a game that came out on 360, but at the same time, it looks pretty good. So but it is I a game that came on 360. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. So nice. there you go. Those are the games with gold again. At least the two 361 games are the two I would absolutely say redeem. And then the other two, I mean, they're free. Why not? Why not grab them? We have not talked about games with gold in probably a year, I think. Yeah. Nice. It's been a long time. This one was worthwhile. Okay. I'm glad. It was. Yep. All right. Last thing we got to do before we go, Sean, we got a question in the carpool from TPR. So, of course, folks at home, if you want to have your question read on the carpool, follow us on Twitter at Yumi Capriz. Um, we put up a question post every single Tuesday, so leave your questions there or leave your comment on YouTube with your question or you can join our Discord, the Yumi and Capri Discord, and then leave your questions below, just like TPR did. And he asked the question, Halo Infinite does a multiplayer co- crossover for a limited time a la Fortnite, but Infinite's native multiplayer ecosystem is involved. Which franchise would you like to see oh. do it with and why? I'm going full Team Doom here. Imagine Master Chief just literally picks up Doom Guy's BFG and annihilates mm. everyone. So, Sean, who would be your dream oh crossover God. with Halo Infinite? Dude, that's so. That was actually going to be my answer as you're reading the question. Is going to be is going to be Doom. Can you can you vamp a bit? I'm going to think about. Of this. course, I will give my choice because I just thought of it now. I, I didn't uh, didn't think of it ahead of time. But honestly, the one I would love to see, which is going outside the Xbox ecosystem, because I mean, TPR said, you know, be like Fortnite. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see a Mass Effect crossover with Halo. Ooh, and then bring that's in a some good of one. The biotic abilities to kind of replace some of the sign of the, um, the the items that you find along the, the way. Like instead of having the hookshot, you can use some biotic powers or some, mm-hmm. some tech powers or something like that. And then re- like do almost like a total conversion where you replace all of the weapons, like the, the machine guns and stuff with the weapons from Mass Effect. Like I think that would be super cool. That's actually cool. a really, that's a great answer, Ryan. It's the type of answer that makes me want to just say like rabbits, just so that I can't even tr- like obviously <laughs> can't even compete with that. That is so so good. Like I can't f- even imagine Master Chief Rabbit shot. For whatever reason, I think about um, Ninja Turtles is something that I kind of want to see them just like you know they they also have their their main weapons, but the Ninja Turtles running around I think would be kind of interesting. Uh, man, mm. there's so many things that like Fortnite already has done. You know, I, I feel like everything I'm thinking of like Fortnite did it. It's kind of like Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. But I love your Mass Effect answer, man. Can we just go with that? I love I that. I mean, Fortnite hasn't even done that one either yet. So I think we're good that's on amazing. that one. That's amazing. Plus Doom. I like TPR's original idea of Doom too. I think that's You know what though? Fantastic. Like the, the, what they could do is sort of like, and it, everything could become Smash at some point. But like, wouldn't it be cool to just like go through all of the, the first party stuff? Like what if there was a Gears crossover? You know, like what mm-hmm. if, like that, that's really it. What if, there what if there was a crossover? Yeah, yeah, like I'll go through all of the the micros, like celebrate Microsoft's first party. Like as as much as Smash has done that for Nintendo, and there's other and Mario Kart as well. Um, I I do feel like that that's kind of important, like some sort of like celebration of that. You see it a little bit in Killer Instinct, actually, yeah, like Arbiter and a few others in um, in Killer Instinct. If anybody played that, so that actually as as much as it's a Fortnite thing, it might be seen as um, copying that. I think Halo could could possibly do that or even you yeah. had the warthog in forza if you're if people remember that that was kind of neat 
just wake me up when we get that We Happy Few crossover with Fort, with uh, Halo Infinite. Sean. My we'll God, Ryan. Anyways, we got to go, Sean. But before we go, Sean plugs you. I, I'm so glad we remembered about the initiative thing, man. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at Yumi Capri's on YouTube at youtube.com slash Yumi Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 209 of the Xbox Drive, and we out. Bye. In order to throw Ryan Turford off, I usually ramble on for a really long time, and I'm keeping short this time. Bye. The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And all of our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the Patreon tier that works for you.